0: Flem NRL for Harvey Norman brands, innovation and solutions for all your appliance needs.
1: Jimmy Smith, Dan Ganane, and this man, Paul Gallen. Gal, it's time to talk about you.
0: <laughs> no worries, mate.
1: Firstly, the tweet. Will you appeal the punishment?
0: Uh, yeah, I've appealed it. Um, you know that there's a process that it's got to go through now. So I uh, was sent the appeal back to the NRL, and they were um, they basically review it and uh, we'll have to wait and see what the outcome is, but, you know, there's a process in place now, so I can't really comment too much further on it. What was the basis of the appeal, Paul? Uh, just the, the severity of it. Right. Yeah, the severity of the fine. It's not as if you can appeal, hey, I didn't do it,
1: because you, you came out and said, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. I, you know, I, I knew I did it. I knew I shouldn't use that language, and, you know, I apologised as soon as I got back to Australia.
1: Did you Do you accept, though, that you are New South Wales captain? It is a higher standing than your rank-and-file player, so their line was well we're hitting him harder because of his standing in the game that that does count for something
0: yeah I, I, I do accept that I, I am New South Wales captain I do have a profile in the game and um you know whatever I do is highly scrutinized whether, whether that's right or wrong whether I like it or not unfortunately that's reality for me um you know there's it, it, a big debate and it's up to you know personal uh, I suppose opinions on whether that's fair or not but um, that's the world I live in and I have to abide by that so as, as I said I, I know I did the wrong thing I accepted it I owned up to it I did everything I could to, to minimise I suppose the the damage that it did but um, unfortunately got out there and um, I'm dealing with it at the moment There were revelations
2: that the NRL had paid your legal fees during the the course of the ASADA investigation is that right?
0: They paid everybody's legal fees yeah so, right. so we were told um, early on in the piece that we would have uh, our league representation paid for us and um yeah, that, that's that's 100% right. Um, I mean, I, I, I had my own lawyer. I was advised by people close to me that everybody should have independent representation. Sure. Um, so I asked if that was okay because there were other players involved who got their own lawyers. And um, that was all approved. And I, I never saw a bill. I don't know how it was built. I don't know if it was built on an hourly rate or, or a total bill. Right. Um, right. I have absolutely no idea about um, what, what the total end result was. Um, and I suppose you know, the important thing for me over that whole article that was released was yeah, you know, the reason we needed lawyers in the first place, you know, we, we needed lawyers because of a situation we were put in. So that was, um, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing that I I think people should remember.
1: Jimmy, this is a broader issue, not just for Gal. I'm fascinated that a governing body would pay players legal fees when this whole Asada investigation, whatever you mm. think about it, was mm. to weed out drug cheating or whatever or things that had gone on. That staggers me that a governing body would help. One side or the
2: other. Oh, to be honest, I'm not. Um, you know, if, if we look, take from a, an AFL point of view, that you, you try to minimise the fallout for your game. You, you're administering your. This yeah, but
1: the game. AFL haven't come out looking good at all. On that, what that's done. right.
2: But that's not by their choice, is it? You know. So from that point of view, the National Rugby League should be commended for the way they've managed the situation. Albert oh, Paul might have a different uh, yeah. take on that. You know, you know, their biggest issue, the, the NRL's desired outcome is for this find a solution and let's get it out of the way so that people can talk about football and the game and if that means that we can help the players in the game by paying their legal fees, if that helps then I and given the fact that they've they've got the facility to do that, then I, I completely understand All
1: that. Alright, well we can agree to disagree. What I'm more interested in Gal, the tweet itself, what drove you to write this tweet? You're going to cop your whack, you've done the wrong thing, you, you, you can't say what you did and you're going to be punished for that but this frustration, where did this, where did this stem from?
0: Yeah, well, well, the, the night in particular, um, you know, I was actually out at a restaurant and um, was going through my um, Instagram feed, and I had, a fo- I was having a photo with a lot of Australians over there, and I had a, a photo with an Australian. And turned out he was from Queensland, and he, he had a, he had a crack at me on the actual photo, and I, was, <laughs> and that's what sort of annoyed me. And then we went out, went out, had dinner, went out, and met Piercy later on, and had some drinks, and one thing led to another, and and obviously this topic come up. I, I was talking about it. It sort of got me upset. Um, more drinks, obviously, <laughs> went on. Um, and as I was leaving leaving the pub late at night, I, I got heckled by a bunch of Australians. Um, and I was walking home, and I was just I was just filthy, and I was in Hawaii trying to get away from it all. And, you know, it, it, it happened to me in Hawaii. So yeah. I got, got back in the hotel, um, the Wi-Fi came on my phone, um, Noisy, had been sacked and 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 noisy had been great for us players over the past two years and, and it upset me and i i wrote the tweet in the foyer of the hotel um you know by the time i got up to my room um you know i deleted it pretty quickly and um unfortunately it, it had gotten out there and look it was just you know, two years of just just fresh frustration mate you know I, i've been the face of this whole investigation this saga for for two long years and when it's sort of almost finished, and then I went went overseas to try to get away from it, they have to put up with that stuff over there. It just it just frustrated me, and, and I and I acted the wrong way.
2: When the sharks came out and supported what the NRL did with their fine, how'd that make you feel?
0: Um, yeah, look, that that's a tough one because I understand. The position the club in are at the moment um, maybe financially and, and they want to be seen to be aligned with the NRL oh, you know, I, I just have to deal with it and as I said I am dealing with it and I'm going okay and I just have to wait to see what the outcome is.
1: I get the feeling since this new regime came in, Damien Keo heading it up, you and they don't see eye to eye.
0: Oh no, I've got, I've got no problem with them at all, you know this, this was just a, you know it's an unfortunate situation that the club didn't need and I didn't need and I've put my hand up straight away and, and I made a mistake and I'm going to deal with it but um yeah, look, they're trying to turn over a new leaf and, you know, 12, 12 months ago, we're, we're sort of not far off a grand final and, you know, a lot can happen in 12 months and it hasn't, the club's in a, in a bad spot at the moment because of the way we, we played this season and we finished with a wooden spoon. So they're, they're just trying to do everything they can to put the club back on top and, and uh, you know, they're just, they're just doing what they see fit. I, I don't have a problem with any of the board members.
1: You said heckling was the reason that drove you to write the tweet, that you'd copped it, you'd copped it, you'd copped it, you'd copped it but you took aim at the NRL. What, what about the NRL have you been disappointed about in the last couple of years?
0: Um, oh, look, I, Unfortunately there's a process in place at the moment, so I can't I'm not going to go into it at the moment. Um, it, it's fair to say there, there's a couple of underlying issues uh, that I've had, not only myself, but other players, and um, you know, we're, we're dealing with them at the moment, and um, you know, we're, we're going okay with it, but I prefer not to comment too much on it.
1: I want to get to the suspension, we'll get to that in a moment, but boxing, let's tackle that one. What's going on here? There's reports, you know, your mental issues might mean the, the battle get called off are you fighting who you're fighting when is this happening
0: yeah I'm fighting on the 3rd of December as far as I know um I haven't been told any different um and uh yeah we're really looking forward to it. it's a great card it's going to be a really good night of boxing I'm fighting Anthony Watts he had his first fight the other night and and beat the guy in 29 seconds so <laughs> um yeah I don't think the bloke was much choppy he was up against so I'm pretty confident I'm going to win well, I hope and, not um, for you no nah, no nah, mate I, I'm, I'm going to beat him there's no doubt about that in my mind um and I'm looking forward to it
2: It was revealed in the Daily Telegraph that you were suffering from depression. How did you feel when those revelations were made? Because clearly, you didn't want that to be publicly known.
0: Yeah, look, that's that's an issue that um, you know I I I have never commented on publicly, and. you now it's a it's a very it's a big issue in society and and uh, I'm a massive advocate for for mental health and for people to talk up and get help when they need it um, but it's not something i 'm going to talk about publicly at the moment it's now been three
1: months since you took the uh, reduced sentence on offer from Asada. Are you still comfortable uh with taking the deal
0: yeah well i have to be It's it's, it's done you know the, look the, the whole the whole process was terribly uncomfortable for t- for two years it was um you know, for two complete football season, it was just torture to be honest with you. No, not not knowing. 2013, we almost become immune to it because it was in the paper every single day. 2014 was a lot harder because it wasn't there. Then it would come back, and then the, all their interviews and everything had already been done. So it was just it was just like the the unknown, the fear of the unknown, basically. And um, as I said, it was very uncomfortable. But um, I just want to leave it at that.
2: Uh, just on that uh, and you mentioned the heckling you're you're in Hawaii and you're still getting heckled you yeah. know um what about when you're walking around uh, you know you see league fans in Sydney town um do you think there's a change of perception of you
0: um well look generally you know because most people know what's happened um you know when, when you're in the street it's generally okay and, and there's almost a little bit of sympathy for us um once once people get a few drinks into them as as I know <laughs> um all sense sort of goes out the window, and yeah, you, you do sometimes cop a little bit. Um, yeah, no one actually comes and says it to you, but you might hear something in, in the background said mm. to you.
2: Um, There's a reason for that, Paul. You're a heavyweight boxer. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look, and I suppose with the, um, you know, with what's happened, we're now open to that. And it is every game for the past two years we have copped yeah. an absolute pizzling of opposition fans, which is which is very, very hard to take. You know, be sitting there waiting for a kickoff and, and to be copping it it, it, it is pretty tough, and, you know, unfortunately that's not going to stop.
1: Now, it was almost an irresistible deal, uh, three weeks, and, and we, we, I know you don't want to go into that, uh, but um, it means an asterisk now is really attached to your name for the rest of your career and, and beyond. Um, are you comfortable with that? That that is now a reality.
0: Yeah, it is absolutely. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not comfortable with it. It's, um, you know, I feel that it's unfair. Um, but you know, I, I have to accept it, and I just have to move on. That's all I can do. You know, one why'd thing, you take it? As you said, mate, it was it was, it was pretty irresistible. Um, I'm not going to go into details, as I said, but um, you know, just just to get it over and done with was was, was, was good.
2: How close did you get to not accepting it? Uh,
0: yeah, look, mate, I. Look, yeah, I don't want to go into that right now. I may one day. I may talk about it one day, but, yeah, I don't want to go into Well, that.
1: can you tell, tell good, me this? It would be a good book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> players, uh, all the Cronulla blokes who are still there, took it unanimously. There was, what, a, a 24-hour period between the offer mm. on the table, and it was pretty tight. I wouldn't ask you to name names, but were players wavering in that period?
0: Uh, look, on the Wednesday, we were told about the deal. Um, I saw all the players, including the interstate players, that afternoon. And the look of relief on their face was um, very noticeable. They, they were they were done. And uh, I knew that the, the situation was different for me. I knew it would be different for me because of the fallout of it and I'd been the face of it. I knew it would be different. So I I wasn't as comfortable as they were. And the, the actual deal was not finalised until ten past eight on the Friday. So we had basically... 70 or 80 minutes to make up our minds. Right,
2: 10 past 8 on the the Friday Friday morning morning. and then you had to accept it by... okay 9.30.
0: Yeah,
2: right. What about those guys who are away from the Sharks now? And we were talking uh, off-air a little bit earlier about I think it's Paulie Aiton, uh, Ben Pomeroy, uh, John Williams, who's still involved in rugby league, Colin Best, uh, those guys. What's the latest with them? And and have ever... uh, Do we think that they might fight the Chargers?
0: Well, well, they are fighting the Chargers. um, And... From what I understand, that they haven't heard anything uh, as yet uh, oh. about what's going to happen. So um, I suppose time will tell you them guys. And uh, as a friend of theirs and a former teammate, I, I hope I hope they're fine.
1: You're 33 now, uh, with all the rep footy you're knocking on the door of 300 games. So with all due respect, you probably haven't got that long left anyway. Did you think about just pulling the pin?
0: No, I, I never, I never did actually. No, and. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not thinking about it now. I want to. I want to come back and prove. You know, I think I've proved over the past couple of years. That I, I can still mix it at the top level. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to again next year. So no, I, I never thought about pulling the pin at all. Do you
2: reckon this was good time off for you physically? Nah, nah, no, no, I good. mean
0: physically. Nah, mate. I, I'm, I'm physically. I'm, I'm not too bad. Now my right. body's in good shape. I don't. I don't have any sort of lingering injuries and. I'll be doing anything to play, be playing for Australia today, right now. That's that's one of the biggest disappointment of this whole thing is not being able to play for Australia. Have
1: you obviously watching it today? You are calling it with us? Have you watched the first couple of games?
0: Well, I haven't seen too much of it now. I watched the, half the game last night, um, but I actually went down and, and caught up with Birdie and Robbie Farrell yesterday. So they um, they're, they're pretty pumped, and I think they clicked in the gear last week. And I think we'll see them win today well, and and I think they'll win the, the whole competition.
2: Man, they're short of front rower.
0: <laughs> like I said, I'd love to be there.
1: <laughs> Was there a sense of relief? You copped fifty thousand and the kangaroos jersey, and you're fighting all that. And I know there's a process, but New South Wales captain wasn't taken off you.
0: Oh, look the support shown by by them guys. Uh,
2: Doctor George, Dr. got you new.
0: Doctor George, um, Dave Dave Trotton and Laurie. Oh, that you know the, the the sense that that gave me was was unbelievable. It just made me love New South Wales even more, love the jersey, and and and, and love playing for them. You know the the support they showed me that the, they rang me every single day to make sure I was okay. Um, and as I said, that, that unwavering support was, was something that I really, really appreciate.
1: All right, well, I think that's all we got for now, Gal. I think you've survived this, uh, this test. There's a few other things we'd like to go into, but as you said, there's legal issues and there's processes, so we'll have to save that for another time. No worries, mate. Thank you. Have a bit of fun. This is uh, the Four Nations uh, live on Triple M, Australia versus Samoa. We'll actually talk about the game after this.